Join founder of I Am a Watchman Ministries, Scott Townsend, with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to today's episode of A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burrows, and I'm joined today with our managing editor of I Am a Watchman, Joe Kerr, and thank you for joining us today. In this episode of A View from the Wall, we are joined by Pat Marvenko-Smith. Pat is an artist, illustrator, co-founder of Revelation Productions with her husband, Joel Smith, and author of Revelation Illustrated, an artist's view of the Bible's last book. Pat, welcome to the program. Great to have you with us today. Well, thank you. Good to be here. Yes. Well, this is new territory for us, interviewing an artist for our program, but we're excited because you have a unique ministry of blending prophecy with art. This is a fascinating combination. So let us begin with your story. Tell us a little bit of how Revelation Productions and the book Revelation Illustrated began. Well, it was uh, probably in the 80s. I I uh, I had actually been an illustrator for many years, um, doing, you know, commercial artwork for different companies. And a lot of what I did was mostly um, fashion illustration, product illustration, things that were used in magazines and newspapers, things that would just, like, be thrown away after, you know, viewing. And at that point, I had rededicated my life to the Lord, and I also dedicated my talents to the Lord, something I had never done. Um, And I wanted to give my gift back to the Lord, and I didn't know how He was going to use them. So I prayed for God's guidance, and uh, here my sister was teaching a Sunday school class at our church. Um, It's teenagers. Was Mm -hmm. about to have her second child, and she asked me to take over the class for her. Now I had been a Christian for many years, but never, and I had sat in on studies of Revelation, but never taught it. And my students, of course, that's the first thing they wanted to study was Revelation. So I said, okay, sure, we'll go into that. You know, we'll see what we can do. And when I started to prepare my teaching, I realized this is a wonderful book of visions, and they just jumped right out of of the scriptures to me. I I can uh, visualize each one as I was, you know, I was reading them, and I thought, wow, how wonderful to be able to teach this with visual teaching materials. It would help me gain confidence as a teacher, too, to be able to use visuals, uh, since that was my thing. So I start, searched libraries and um, bookstores and Christian bookstores and could not find anything. I, in fact, they gave me this strange look. There's no, we don't know. There's no such thing as visual teaching materials for Revelation. And what I did find in the library were maybe line drawings or a lot of um, just things that didn't say to me, wow, this magnificent vision that was being portrayed. Mm-hmm. I saw something, I saw it in full color and when I, when I, when I, in my mind, you know, and I know it was the Lord. And so I, um, I decided, well, this is the only way to do it is to do the artwork myself. And I just put, uh, I just asked for the Lord's guidance and help and asked the Holy Spirit to give me, uh, you know, what I needed to do this artwork for my class, for my Sunday school class to be able to show them the um you know the visions that were portrayed as i taught the study and you know in the very first chapter john says the apostle john who who's given the vision says i was in the spirit on the lord's day when he received these visions so i asked the lord that his holy spirit would give me the vision that i would be able to illustrate this book uh and the uh, the extra talent to 
do it. And by the way, that's the only way you can understand Revelation too, through the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of prayer before you even go into it, before you study it. And so that's an important point to always remember. But I illustrated the book. I did the, I would teach, you know, I would do like a sketch and I would come in and show the, the uh, kids what, you know, this is the first chapter and we would go into the, the study on it. And the next week I would have color added to it or whatever. You know, the four horsemen, I would have one horseman the first week would talk about that. The next week the second one was on the page, you know. And I would, uh, because all, what I do is all traditional artwork. It's not computer. So, um, and, and I airbrushed and art, and actually, when I started, I started it. I didn't even have an airbrush. I, you know, it was I was very creative in some of the ways I did it. But um, anyway, that was how it all started way back. And um, it, within uh, nine months, I had taught the the, the uh, book of Revelation, and I had, I believe, it was nineteen illustrations. And then uh, ten years later when we produced our video, our, our video of Revelation Illustrated, we, I had to add more. And so I did another teaching on Revelation and added more artwork to it. So now we have, there's 40 illustrations. Yes, well, I love this idea here that what happened in one Sunday school class of some children turned into Revelation Illustrated, a book, and now a production company. You never know what God's going to do when you're in those situations. And Joe, I want you to jump in here and add to this as well. This idea of biblical artwork is not new, but there's a lot more we can talk about. Jump in here some. That's true. Most illustrators and artists, when they're touching Bible subjects, they stick with you know, Noah and Jonah mm-hmm. and the Garden of Eden and themes like that. Yeah. So I've to tackle those, Revelation but. and end times <laughs> yeah. is huge. Uh, that That's quite an undertaking. But I love that you did it for young people, because if you can make it understandable for them, you can make it understandable for anybody. And you referenced the fact that it's a visual revelation. Uh, talk about that a little bit, because that's true throughout the Bible. Bible prophecy was a visual revelation. Oh, yes. It was given to the Apostle John in a form of visions. And, um, well, God who created our amazing brains is the same God who gives us this prophecy through his son Jesus in Revelation. So it's a brain thing. As you know, our brains are created in two parts. They're, you know, the right half is interprets Im- images and visual things. And the left half is interprets is logic and interprets words and language. So God gave knows this, and why? How else would He give a most important message to someone? Throughout history, throughout the Bible, you'll see in the prophets uh, in the Old Testament, important messages were given through visions and the Word. He, was, he gave them the Word, and He also gave them a vision. Why? Because our brains take in, if they can take in both visions and the Word, it sticks. That's how, He knows how our brains work. And, you know, He's our Creator. He created that brain. He knows what works the best. And so um, when you see Revelation, you're actually, He gave John the vision, and He also gave him the message. The two work together so that he would remember. And... Um, we don't know for sure about John and if he actually, um, they say he wrote it all down, and as he wrote it down, he would send, he would send those messages to the seven churches in the province of Asia, which he was, re- he was asked to do by Jesus. 
So we don't know if it was that or if he remembered everything and then when he was released, and we don't know for sure about that, but some historians say he was released to go to Ephesus and start there and give these messages to the people. So he had to remember every detail. You remember details a lot better. Um, the percentage is much higher if you can see a picture as well as hear the message. Well, that's so well said. I love this idea of reminding people that Revelation is a vision. It's not just words on a page. And we're going to talk more about that in a moment with Pat Marvenko-Smith. So stay with us. We'll be right back for more on A View from the Wall. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. The Bible says two are better than one. Here's a truism. The greater the work, the greater the need to be in partnership with others. Watchmen are on the front lines of God's work and benefit from being in partnership with other watchmen. A watchman will go where few will go, do what most will not do, say what is difficult to say, and do it all with humility and love. It's hard work. We want to help. Visit IamAWatchman.com to access free ebooks, teaching videos, podcast interviews, and more. Yes, two are better than one, and we're here for you. I'm a Watchman is a growing ministry of believers who see the importance of serving God boldly at this important time in history. We're not a ministry, we're a movement, and we invite you to join us. Be bold, be faithful, be a Watchman. IamAWatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burrows, and here we are talking with Pat Marvinko-Smith, author of Revelation Illustrated. Joe, in this segment, we want to discuss the idea of visual revelation in more detail, that revelation was not just words on a page, but a series of visions given to the Apostle John. Start us off in this segment, if you would. Pat, you describe Bible prophecy as a visual revelation of truth. This is different from a written revelation like the epistles that Paul wrote or the Psalms that David wrote. Explain what you mean by visual revelation. Well, if you've read Revelation, you can see that it is, you know, he gives uh, the visions. He starts out going through the door uh, into, he's taken up in the spirit through the door in heaven, and he sees the, the all the uh, 24 elders around the throne of God, the emerald throne is, is there, and uh, the, there's the creatures around the throne. Each thing is very symbolic. The creatures are very symbolic, but the, it's so detailed in what he, he uh, describes it. So the vision is so important in this, you know, each one is given as a vision. There's uh, the prophecy. It's uh, very much the same as uh, in Ezekiel. Uh, I was just reading Ezekiel last night and how Ezekiel was given his vision to the people in Israel at that time, and it was given visually because it was so important to God. So we just have to remember, you know, the thing about the brain. He knows how our brains are made and how they remember. Uh, If they can see and hear, if we can see and hear something, we remember it much longer. That is so true. 
Yeah. The Bible wasn't written in bullet points and charts and graphs. It was dreams and visions in many cases. Mm -hmm. The print we see here is titled The Rapture from Pat's book, Revelation Illustrated. The rapture event is not specifically described in detail in Revelation. It's mentioned other places in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 and elsewhere. But it is an event that we believe immediately precedes the tribulation events that John describes in Revelation. Pat, tell us what we see depicted in this image, The Rapture. Well, uh, actually, this picture was um, one of the ones that, after I did Revelation, a lot of my customers would say, well, have you ever done a picture of the rapture? We'd really like to see that. It's one of the things that we think about, we read about, but we're like imagining, how would this take place? And so I always wanted to do a picture, and I had in my mind an idea of how to do it, but I hadn't taken the time to do the illustration until one day I got a call from uh, ABC News Productions in New York, and they were they had seen my work on the Internet. They asked if I would be interested in doing a picture of the rapture, and of all places that asked me to do this, and they were about to do a special on the rapture that was uh, the pr- their production company was producing for the Discovery Channel. And uh, they said, if you do this, you know, we'll fly you up here with the artwork, and we'll even have you talk about it which on the program. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Then they, it hit me with, but it has to be done in two weeks. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> and so day and night I worked on that illustration uh, of the rapture. And when I did it, of course, I read the scriptures that went with it, First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. And I also used Matthew 24, 40, which also talks about uh, the, the believers being taken up, one being taken up in the field, one being left. And so I thought that was real important to add that, too. So as you look at the picture, on the left side, you'll as starting from left to right, you'll see the graves are opened in the one side, and the the believers who um, are being taken up, uh, and as and then as you go toward the center, it's ones that are all now like like it would be as soon as he comes, they they are lifted up, and in those pictures, it's kind of sad because one is left. Like, in the, there's a car in the center, the woman and the child, is, they're being taken up, and the father is in the car, you know, by himself, and he's being left left behind. And then in the far right is the Matthew 24 reference is, you know, the two farmers in the field. One is going up to heaven, and the, or to Jesus, and the other is, is staying there. And the look on the one who's staying there on his face uh, kind of uh, says it all, you know, he's frightened and that he's not being taken up. But as the, as you see the um, the people going up, if your eye follows up up to to the uh, top of the page, you'll see Jesus standing there, and all the believers who are being taken up, they get as you go up, up, up. They're smaller and smaller until they become pin dots of bright light or like stars that form the gown of the Bride of Christ. And, of course, we know that all the believers, the Church of Christ was always referred to as the Bride. And so he's there waiting for his Bride and with open arms. And these people are, all the people make up the Bride of Christ, which I thought was important to visualize that, that put in, into a picture. And then behind them you'll see uh, the table is set for the, um, you know, the dinner, the and, and, oh, on the right side, we have the angel with the trumpet, you know, blowing the trumpet, yeah. So right. I, I tried to fit it all in there. It's a, 
a lot in it, but uh, there yeah. is a lot in there. Yeah. Yes, and that one, yes. that one is one of one of the favorites of my you know clients. So we do sell a lot of those art prints, but uh, that one is uh, it's very important, and it's such a witnessing tool. People say they I hang this in my hallway or I hang it in my entryway, and they said it's a, it's a you know, sometimes artwork gives us the opportunity to witness to others um, in a big way because people see it and they're attracted to it, and then they have to know, what is this about, you know? And that, that goes the same for another one I did of the uh, the, the bridegroom waiting for the his bride and the um, the ten virgins that come with their lamps and how... Yeah, that one, I did that illustration also that's in our website, but that is another one that's great for witnessing to people. Yes, and by way of a reminder, let me jump in here. For those who may not be familiar with 1 Thessalonians 4 and the passages about the rapture, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 tell us the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God and the dead, and Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. This is the image he's trying to depict, and it's so powerful. Powerful. And this is just one of many in Revelation Illustrated. When we come back in a moment after our break, we're going to talk about a couple more of the powerful images that she's put together in this book that we want you to see, not only the book, but also the prints on her website. So stick with us here on A View from the Wall. We'll be right back. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with Pat Marvinko-Smith, author of Revelation Illustrated. If you've been listening today, you may have been interested in finding out more about these prints. And I want to encourage you after our program today to head over to revelationillustrated.com and check these out for yourself. You can pick up the book or check out the prints themselves for order. And in our final segment, I'm going to let Joe pick up where we left off in the last segment and switch over to a new uh, image that's from the book that we want to talk about. This one called... Called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Tell us a little bit about that, Joe, and let's let Pat uh, comment on it as well. Pat, your painting, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, is taken from Revelation 19, 11 through 16, where the passage describes Jesus coming with eyes blazing like fire to strike down his enemies. It's, it's not the picture that a lot of people imagine. We like to think of Jesus working miracles, healing people, calming storms, blessing little children. This is not that Jesus. Tell us about this right. one. Right. When I did this artwork, I was surprised, actually, when I read the scripture and I thought, wow, this is different, really different. Um, but when you think about it, the pictures that uh, we think of of Jesus from the uh, New Testament, when he was on earth, he was, he was like you said, he was the, our healer. He was, he was kind and gentle, and um, he was very humble. That was an example. He set our example. That's why he was the way he was. He was an example the way we are to be. But in actuality, Jesus is all-powerful. Um, and this picture, when it's described in Revelation, he sort of looks angry. That's what people say, oh, he looks so angry. Well, hey, he's coming as a mighty, victorious, all-powerful warrior king in this picture to capture the beast and the false prophet and 
their armies and cast them into the lake of fire. That's why he looks the way he does. And when you read this through the scripture, that's exactly what it says. But um, he's on the white horse because victorious warriors always came on a white horse. And uh, there's so much symbolism into this in this picture. But um, it is very different. And when I did this picture, I used two scriptures. There's the only two scriptures, when you think about, that actually dis- have a physical description of Jesus in the New Testament that happens to be in chapter 1 of Revelation and in chapter 19 here in Revelation. The only, and I used both of those uh, parts of both of those uh, descriptions, physical descriptions, to do this picture. The white hair from Revelation 1 and the rest of it from Revelation 19, all the description that's in there. So uh, it's a mighty picture. It's a very powerful picture. And actually this is one of the best known of all my artwork and the uh, the most, probably we sell more prints of this than anything that we sell. Really? Well, certainly a powerful one and one that's a good reminder to us that Jesus is loving and caring and compassionate and suffered and died for us, but he's also coming back in power as a victor, just as the Bible describes in Revelation 19. We want to talk about one more painting before we wrap up our time together today. I love the one called The Books Are Open. There's this renewed sense of hope. Uh, Take a moment to describe the biblical account connected with this image and the story behind it a little bit. Right. The Books Are Opened is in Revelation, where it talks about the coming judgment, and there's the emerald throne or the white throne judgment in chapter, I think it's 20 or 21. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, and it says that, um, and then the books were opened, and also the book of life. So there's the there's not just one book. There's a lot of books, and when you read the scripture the way it you know the way it reads, the books are opened. So. In the book of life, all our, all our deeds are written in all the books, but the important book is if your name is written in the book of life, that gives, that's the promise, the wonderful promise, that if your name is in the book of life, you will be sure that you are, going, you are not going to the lake of fire. You're going to heaven with Jesus. So uh, that's the wonderful hope that we have. Pat, we minister to watchmen and women worldwide, and let's switch from the book of Revelation for just a minute. We like to give each of our guests a moment to speak directly to those who listen to our program. And out of all of your illustrations, all of the artwork and the message behind it, what message would you like watchmen and women to take away from the book of Revelation? Always remember that the book of Revelation is a book that it's a book of promise. It's, it's a book of warning, too. It's a book, it starts out as a book of praise. It gives us examples of praise. It's also a book of warning to those who are outside of Christ, and it's a book of promise and hope to those of us who are in Christ. But we have a job to tell others about what is coming, and so it's so important to let them know that there will be judgment if they are not in Christ and they are not accepting Him. So uh, that's very important. Uh, and don't be afraid of the book of Revelation. I hear this over and over again. I'm so afraid of Revelation. Um, uh, you know who the author of fear is, and that's Satan. So he's trying to keep people to know, uh, away from knowing how his final demise ends, you know, how he ends in the lake of fire. So remember that and know that God will give you what you need to study this wonderful book and to witness to others about, you know, what they need to know about the Lord. 
Oh, what an encouragement, this idea that revelation is not something to be feared, but something to encourage us. And just real quick, Pat, if you would, tell us how listeners can get in touch with you and find out more about your work. Sure. Our uh, website is revelationillustrated.com. And uh, if you go on there, we have an online store. You can contact me. There's a contact page on there. You can talk to me. I do commission work. Right now I'm working on a children's book in uh, South Carolina. So I I do artwork, a a lot of other types of artwork. But if you wanted to look at more of what I've done, go on revelationillustrated.com and check out, you know, some of the galleries on there and the things that I've done. Uh, I hope it's a a blessing to you. Uh, Even if you don't go on to buy, just go on to look, and I hope you'll be encouraged by that. But, uh, yeah, contact us, revelationillustrated.com. If you want to call and order by phone, we can also have um, a catalog we can send out to you. Uh, You can call us at 1-800-327-7330. Pat, thank you so much for joining us and helping us to literally see Bible prophecy. I know our listeners are going to visit your site, and I hope that many of them will become familiar with your work and that it will bring revelation and Bible prophecy alive. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Yes, Pat. And again, I appreciate you being with us. What an honor to hear from you today. And listeners, we want to encourage you to check out IamAWatchman.com and subscribe to our email for all the latest. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube or our podcast on SoundCloud. You can also check us out on Vimeo and subscribe to email updates on our website at IamAWatchman.com. Thanks again, and we look forward to joining you next time on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.